As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. The subject of overactive bladders. One of those things that is more common than you might think. Professor Barry O'Reilly is obstetrician and gynecologist at the Matter Private. Barry, good morning to you. Good morning, PJ. Thank you for being with us. It is a very common problem, much more common than we would think. Who's affected and how? Yeah, look, I mean, it's something, I guess, that... um, women wouldn't normally talk freely about. I mean, OAB stands for overactive bladder. Uh, it affects men and women, but uh, women to to a greater extent. And obviously, as a gynecologist, that's the, the, that's the group that I would see. Um, and it probably one in five women suffer from this. It affects women of all age groups from, from late teens onwards. Uh, obviously, it gets worse at the end of uh, later life. So... It's a big issue, and um, the the symptoms are, are quite classically uh, having to run to the toilet all the time, and so you know instead of going every two to three hours to the loo. Yeah, and um, it's different, isn't it, to the normal cancer. sort of incontinence or having to rush to the loo that you'd have when you're pregnant. It's, it's different to that. Yeah, look, uh, I mean, there there are two main causes of incontinence or types of incontinence. One is stress incontinence, which is usually caused by pregnancy, where women leak when they when they exercise or cough. But overactive bladder is a very different uh, problem, uh, and it usually, as I said, results in running to the loo nearly every half hour. Sometimes getting up at night, waking from sleep, and then having this overwhelming urgency where they they can't hold on and they're rushing to the toilet, have to drop their their bags on the way into the house and, 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 and if they don't get there on time, they have accidents. So it's, yeah. it's a very distressing problem. It can be a, a distressing and embarrassing. There is new research being done or has come out. Tell me about that. So, I mean, every year we, we do, a, we take part in, in Overactive Bladder Week or, or a campaign just to, to highlight the awareness because obviously it's not something that women freely talk about. So And, and there's such great, uh, um, not, not necessarily cures, but we can certainly improve quality of life immensely so we raise awareness every week but uh, what's interesting this year is what we found especially with with COVID over the last year or two is that uh, 
patients who are suffering from this are, are, are not going to their doctors as much and, and relying more on, on internet searches and that's I guess a cause for concern on, mm. on, on some parts because uh, we, we obviously encourage patients to go see their doctor when they have problems like this. Yeah. What, what, what causes it, Professor? But with with men, it's it's a very different cause. Usually, it's an enlarged prostate gland. But with women, we often don't know the cause of it. Uh, the, the the phrase that we often use is idiopathic or unknown. Uh, so it, it's often exacerbated as as women age. Uh, it could be exacerbated by what we see a lot of is, is what we call poor toileting habits. So especially in in professions like nursing or teaching, where Women may hold on very long periods of time during the day, and over years that affects their bladder, and their bladder rebels a bit, and, and they end up with, with with quite bad symptoms. So, we'd always encourage you know good toileting habits. So, going every two to three hours, it's not good to hold on for the whole day. You know, right? And we talk and hear frequently about nurses, in particular, and others, I'm sure, that can't get a toilet break. They're just so busy that, and that can do them long-term physical damage. Well, absolutely, yeah, and you know, it's it's a quite quite a classic thing, you know, and other professions as well, other jobs that, that women may do that they're distracted, and you know, the hours could go by, you know, they go to the toilet in the morning before they go to work, and might not go again till the evening, and they build up that resistance, and eventually the bladder kind of rebels, and and and, and they end up with the opposite problem where they have they have to go every half hour or so. So, we'd always encourage good toileting habits, and not, and actually, you know, it's something we're looking at addressing in, in late teenage years in, in, in schools with mm. you know sexual health and that type of thing but the importance of good bladder habits as well is it's it's yeah. really important for for as you age if you develop those those bad habits can you retrain your body yeah i mean that's an excellent point so i mean that's that's the cornerstone of treatment is retraining the bladder uh, or bladder de we call it deferment techniques so holding on a bit longer each week try and build up that resistance again and that's best done with uh, the, the help of medication that your doctor can give you mm. where it just takes away those, those overwhelming symptoms of having to run to the loo so with the aid of medication with the aid of, of um, ensuring you don't drink too much I mean that's another thing that we see an awful lot of is that especially women if, if they're looking at weight reduction programs they tend to substitute food for drink and, and too much fluid what goes in has to come out so <laughs> one and a half to two liters of fluid a day is, is, is considered normal in this climate so that's what we would encourage is, is keeping an eye on your fluids uh, and uh, with the aid of medication and, and the other important thing obviously is, is avoiding caffeinated drinks you know and women often think it's just coffee but actually tea has as much caffeine in it as coffee so uh, those would be the lifestyle changes that we would recommend is, you know, keeping mm. an eye on your fluids and avoiding caffeinated drinks. You made the point, and, and I think uh, researchers are very anxious that people would not go on the internet, but would actually pick up the phone to their GP if, the, if they feel they've got a problem. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I think we've, we've seen across healthcare, especially over the last two years, is... is I suppose people have avoided going to the doctor for for obvious reasons, and uh, and in some ways, looking up their 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 symptoms on on the internet and, and coming up with possible solutions to their problems, which which aren't very good or reliable. So obviously, you know, I would encourage all people to go to their doctor with healthcare problems. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they do rely on, on internet, then you know, in particular with OAB, there's this OAB.ie website. So it's it's about ensuring you select the right websites and getting the right sources of information. Yeah, it's one of those that you might refer to as a a somewhat delicate matter, uh, Professor O'Reilly. But I'm sure you'd be uh, saying to people, look, there's nothing you can't tell us that we haven't heard before. So absolutely, you know, you know it's 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 we we see the the knock on effects of depression and social isolation. You know, not wanting to go out and, and mix because of you know the the reliance on going to the loo. So so you know, I'd encourage patients go go see your doctor. This is very curable, or certainly we can improve your quality of life immensely and, and give you that confidence back again. So yeah. that's yeah. what I would say. Yeah, there's a there's a. A person on the phone here who said they're taking now. I, this means nothing to me. It'll mean something to you, Doctor Visceran and Betmiga, but nothing seems to be working. This person dreads leaving the house at this point. That's an awful way to live. Well, it's 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 an awful way to live, and and that's why we need to raise the awareness because um, we have far too many women who are putting up with this, you know, and and isolating themselves. It's it's it, it is awful, you know. If those medications that you're your listeners talked about if they're not working you know it's not just tablets alone it's a package of care so it's yeah. it's bladder retraining it's lifestyle changes yeah. and there are other kind of more invasive treatments that we can offer so i hope she's seeing a doctor how, how much of those kind of problems professor are down to the way we used to and we did and, and we referred to things like this as women's problems and sometimes women were told, well, that's just how your body changes in life and there's not a lot you can do about it and you kind of need to put up with it. That attitude, is it changing? Because I hope it has. Yeah, I mean, I, excuse me, I came back to Cork uh, as a consultant probably about 16, 17 years ago, but uh, I trained in Australia and, you know, there was a very active continence awareness campaign uh, that was funded by the government when I was in Australia, and I was determined to bring that back. And we set up the Continence Foundation of Ireland when I came back here. And the purpose of that was to raise awareness not just amongst healthcare professions, but also amongst the public. You know, so we've, we've tried to put out these public campaigns as much as possible, change what was a, a taboo subject. You know, something that women just really wouldn't talk about, and you know, mm. they'd wear very heavy pads and nappies to protect themselves, and they were constantly aware of the, the smell potentially of of urine and wouldn't go visiting people. So what what I'm seeing certainly is women are talking more about this now mm-hmm. to themselves and saying, you know, I went to see the doctor, you know, really embarrassed to talk about it, but, you know, I feel so much better now. And she's, she'll say then that all her friends then said, I've got a problem too. Who did you go see and what yeah. did you do? So talk more about this and, and don't put up with things that yeah. can be, you know, that can be improved upon. OAB.ie is the website to start with, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good website that Estelle has put together with the help of medical professionals. And it's everything you need really is, is on that. But, um, uh, you know, and you'll get those lifestyle change uh, instructions and, and things like that. But, you know, you need to see your doctor clearly for, for the medications that will help you correct the problem. So. And lastly, talk to me about the Astella Control OAB campaign, which you're involved in. That's right, yeah, that's... That's the, the, the current campaign. Uh, so along with raising awareness, what they've also done is some interesting research, as we said, on on the, the use of and, and reliance on, on internet healthcare that, that many patients are, are, are relying on, you know, which is 
a little bit of a concern, but hopefully things will change as as the, the COVID issues that we're living with improve. Okay. All right. Listen, thank you for your time today. Uh, a delicate subject, uh, but hopefully we've addressed it in, in a suitable way. That's Professor Barry O'Reilly. He's an obstetrician, gynecologist at the latter private, and also set up the Euro Gynecology Centre at CUMH. Thanks, Professor. Courts 96 FM.